0: Welcome to the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative. All
1: right, Joe. We are in the office right now. Uh, It's currently, we're recording. It's early December, 2021. We've officially hit over a year and a half of dealing with COVID stuff. Um, Aside from COVID itself, it's brought about this idea of working remote. I wanna be able to work whenever I want, wherever I want, get the job done. There's a lot of companies that are like, great. As long as you're doing your work, I don't really care where you're at. but there are some companies, and obviously there's there's different companies that are out there that you just can't work remote. Like, you got to be in person. Our print shop, there's not really. No, no you can't not, pick up the
0: garbage remotely. Yeah, <laughs>
1: there's just things that you just got to do in person. Um, but I think what it's also done is uh, with, like, a lot of things, there's, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's too bad, but there's a little bit of, like, a this side, that side mentality with, is remote work okay? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Some people are like, I don't really care. Others are like, it's the only way to do it. And others are like, it's the worst. So I think it would be interesting to talk a little bit about remote work, the good, the bad, and then, but specifically to dive into a uh, question that we we both saw on LinkedIn was about, uh, is firing over Zoom or virtually okay? And my answer to that was, it has to be, right? <laughs> like if we're, if we're going all in on allowing people to work remote whenever, wherever they want, then we gotta be okay with having the hard conversations like firing or reprimanding or corrections and all that kind of stuff. We gotta be able to do it virtually or remote just doesn't work by default, so. What are your thoughts on on that piece of it, hiring, firing, hard conversations,
0: doing it virtually? <clears throat> I think that a lot of companies pivoted really well into remote work and then people fell in love with it. Like I get to be at home rocking sweatpants, not everybody did, but like just in general, like you get to have a little bit more of like your own space, you still do meetings, you do all the things that are with remote work, but I feel like the question that people aren't really asking is, are all of your employees able to work remotely? Mm -hmm. Like not everybody is built that way, that they can be self-sufficient, run by tasks, and, and go through that. Sometimes people need the accountability factor of being in the office surrounded by people to do their work, like that's legitimate. I have ADHD, like I can focus in on certain things, and then I can focus on nothing. So like that's just the reality of it like I will come into an office and I see a task list and I can go through that work through it I'm surrounded by you if I have questions and all that and that picks up the secondary part of it communication through an email or a text message is 10% of communication right 90% of communication is body language right like and and tone and all that, like literally listening to this right now, you can tell that there's more passion about what we're talking about than just talking about remote work is not, like, you know, death by PowerPoint. (laughs) But no, that's the part that they don't address either is like you lose so much when you go remote. You gain a lot too, you gain that freedom as an employee, but as an employer or a business owner, you lose the ability to have your team collaborate in such ways that are meaningful, that are in person. Like today, we just sporadically went outside and shot fun stories for Christmas photos in person, and like, that idea wasn't on the calendar, that idea wasn't, you know, whatever. We were just sitting here and we are like, oh look, it's snowing, let's go outside and take that. Mm -hmm. You lose that factor. You do not have that when you work remote. You don't have that ability to communicate freely and openly, you have the restriction of an email or a Slack message or whichever, and you lose that, that ability to give tone and body language and like happiness and all that to your message. So like, when it comes to the hard details, like reviews or terminations or anything like that, if you're all for remote work and all the things that it implies, you also have to accept that those things are part of it too. Yeah, Like you just, it, it's, it is, like you can't be like, it's safe for us to work from remote, you know, at our own convenience and these hours and as long as my work's done and then it's like, but in order to get fired, I gotta be in front of somebody. It's yeah. like, is it safe or is it not safe? Like there's, there's two things there. I guess you could swing it where like, especially with the video that we're talking about, um, where you could individualize things. But the reality is, is that corporations have been doing that continually. That's how layoffs work. They make, if you walk into a, a factory floor and they're about to do a layoff, they're not gonna go to John down in, you know, shingling that's gonna be like, hey John, just like everybody else, we're gonna have to lay off today kind of thing. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna literally get everybody together, make a group announcement that, hey, this, this is what's going on. This is what we have to do. And you know, if it's termination or layoff and like it's like a 30 day or 60 day kind of thing and then coming back, whatever. But like, this is not new. The fact that it was done remotely and with other implications previous to that, that's why it kind of is making the news and the headlines and I understand that. But you have to accept that if you wanna work remote, if you wanna have the easiness, you have to accept the hard. Right. So let's
1: hit on that. Let's let's just go right now and talk about what are the pros and cons of remote work, All right? So let's start with the cons. Like what are some of the things that we see? I think we already talked about missing body language. I think that's a huge piece of it. Um, the, what, what do you call like water cooler talk? While some people are like, great, cut that out so I can be more efficient. At the same time, if we're looking at trying to build a team and a and a great like cohesive community within our organization. We kind of need that. Like I'm okay mm-hmm. with a little inefficiency if we chat for five minutes here and there, but that I mean that's important to build that community. So I think you're missing that when you're going virtual. Um, the other thing I think is a negative is that like you mentioned, not everybody can stay on task when they're not, when they're just at home. Um, and I think that from a, um, like from an employer's level, looking down on the employees that they're seeing like, well, if, if you go remote, like, I don't know if you're even working. I can't see you working. I can't, like, I don't know if you're going and taking the dog for a walk and spending an hour watching Netflix in the middle of the day or whatever. All that stuff is just unknown, again, some of that is just you got to trust people to do the right thing mm-hmm. and know that some won't and eventually you'll figure it out and you'll let them go get them off your team and you'll hire somebody that can do the right thing working from home but um i'm just seeing a lot of a lot of things like that working remote can be can be a problem and having hard conversations is even more cold mm-hmm. when it's just virtual and i've had to fire somebody virtually it's not, firing people is never fun, no matter what, right. but doing it virtually is even worse because there is no way to like, you know, with your body language and even like your tone and stuff
0: like that, it's just it's just not great, mm-hmm. so. I think about it in the terms of firing and everything is like people look at that as like, it's just super cold, like, and I'm like, you're right, it is cold because you lack that communication. The other part is, is that, And I'm sure that I'm, I'm 100% sure that I can find studies on it for sure that will say that increasing remote work will find you the right people to be efficient with tasks and all that. But I'm willing to bet if you do a full vet of all your staff that are super efficient at remote work and everything, if you bring them together at a at a Christmas party at the end of the year when everything's safe. They're not gonna want to. They're not gonna know what to do. They don't. They don't. They haven't talked to people for months, and like all they've talked about is work through email. I actually just posted about this today on on LinkedIn. It's like, you have to have, like you said, the the water cooler talk, right? Yeah. So you need to have that collaboration of your team, not just about work, but about other things, like. I don't know, I'm a super nerd. I talk about D&D stuff all the time. Like, whatever. But, like, that is the part that I think people miss out on is that humans are not robots. Yeah. And they are not built to be 100% efficient. They're not. Like, your mind will wonder. You will get to a point where, oh, wow, I just spent 15 minutes down a rabbit hole on YouTube looking up whatever for Christmas shopping in Baltimore or something. I don't know. But it's those things that you look at and yes they're inefficient but they're they're what make your employee and you have to like we talked about this before like you have to understand your employee and their communication style and all that when you get into remote work how are you supposed to figure out their communication style when it's all done through email yeah it's much harder what about the pros what are good things for working remote If you can be efficient and stay on task and everything, realistically, if you're on a performance versus time, then the people that are high performers, they only have to work four hours a day instead of eight hours. Mm -hmm. And some people might look at that like, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, well, if you are a high performer, you could also work four hours. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the part that people don't really think of. They just think of everything based in time. And like, if a task is done, and you have ten tasks for the day, and you get all ten tasks by eleven fifty nine, if I was the employer, I would be like, "Dude, great job! Yeah. Like, go get Starbucks and like, what? Pop on Netflix, dude. You killed it! Like, that is what I think is this is a conversation that more people should have. It's like, if you get the stuff done that you needed to, maybe even more, like working ahead. Like, we don't we don't work in the day of. We work weeks, months, and ahead. And that's the part too, is like, if you you work ahead and you do a good job, you should be rewarded for it. Mm -hmm. So like, this whole idea of, I've worked ahead three months and I've done all the right things and now I'm going to keep handing you the same stuff and keep handing you more and more, versus, you know, if you have Sally that's doing that and then you have John that's doing just his day-to-day stuff, being remote, and he's not working nearly as efficient, and he's still filling out that eight hours. How are you gonna be able to tell the two? Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, how are you going to tell if this person's doing Netflix or going to the gym or walking their dog? And I'm like, that's the part for me personally that I'm sitting there and I'm like, if their work is done and they go through that process of, you know, doing everything right or not, not necessarily everything right, but doing all their tasks and everything mm-hmm. appropriately and efficiently, the time doesn't matter. If they can do all that and they turn out good quality work too, that's the thing. I don't want you to run through it and like give me crap. Mm-hmm. But if you run through it and you do four hours with the work or eight hours worth the work in four hours, that's killer. But it also comes down to the employee and being part of the work, workforce that, You sit there and you're like, okay, I've done this and I'm really good at it and I'm continually doing this, but I'm only working four hours a day. Now I get to do other things. And that's where you can come to your employer and be like, I'm really killing it at this. Where can I like do additional things for you? And that's where you might get a raise. That's where you might step into another role and like a management role and all that. Like that's the part that I think is not, is left out of that conversation too. Like, oh, I did it really good. So now I only work half a day and I'm like, you should have the drive to do more and then get to that next, you know, that next level, that next, uh, I don't really, I don't really like hierarchy cause I was in the military. <laughs> I <don't> like that. <laughs> but like you get to that next position, right? That's how you do that. You work hard and you accept more responsibilities and you prove that you're worthy of that. That's the part of the conversation that gets missed in remote work too, is that if you just see tasks being done and they're like, well, I'm here every day and I do my tasks, I'm like, yes, you are doing your job. The position above you does more than your job. So you have to work hard, do additional things to get to that position. Mm -hmm. That's how it is across the board. You You don't get a promotion based on doing the bare minimum. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think like anything else, right, remote work has its pros and cons. Um, obviously, it feels like to me, when you look at remote work, and you look at the whole organization, right, the entire company, remote work seems more negative than positive for an entire organization. When you boil it down, though, it's probably more positive for the individual who Mm -hmm. wants to work remote because they have more flexibility they don't have a commute now they can eat from home so they're saving money on lunch like there's there's several benefits for working remote there's several negatives for the employer when they're saying okay now i got to send home equipment oh your internet isn't very good so now every time we're on a zoom call it's a little choppy so (laughs) do i need to pay you more so you can upgrade your internet and like? but I'm also paying for internet at our office building that you're not using. So there's just, I think there's just a lot of things that mm. need to be figured out mm-hmm. as we, we've kind of been forced into a virtual environment. Now we're back to like, you get to pick because generally everybody's fine at this point, but now it's like, what's best? And at the end of the day, each individual team member or employee needs They need to figure out what's best for them, but they also need to be conscious of what's best for the organization. 100%. And I personally think, which is why all of my companies work in person, I think virtual is less effective of a work environment than in person. So that's why I want my team here. I want to see them every day. I want to be able to look across and say, it doesn't look like they're having a good time or it looks like something's off mm-hmm. I can't do that if I'm not on a zoom call I don't see them all that kind of stuff is just gone and we've taken out the heart of the organization and just said this is the employer here's the workers they work wherever they work they get their tasks done and we're on our way and while some people want that work is just work I want to just be done with it a lot of people want that community they want to make friends at work they want to yeah. build a team and all that kind of
0: stuff so I would actually go into say one more pro that we could say would be for the employer side that you brought up is like, especially at corporation level, if you have 20 buildings that you pay yeah. millions of dollars for, right? And you pay for all the utilities, you pay for snacks, you pay sometimes for lunch on Fridays or whatever it is. All of that money that you no longer have to do, granted that doesn't mean that they sold the buildings or anything like that, but I'm just saying if all of your workforce is now remote and you no longer are spending millions of dollars for an actual piece of property or the upkeep of those properties, that kind of lends the hand to, okay, well you have that to reinvest into the company and your team and that's the part that, but do you? Uh, that well that's a valid point
1: the question this is gonna sneak into my commercial real estate uh, love over here is that I think that with virtual work large corporations with buildings that fit you know 5,000 people in it or something like that like though those buildings are gonna devalue because they're no longer needed so large corporations that own it are gonna say well I would love to just sell this and invest more into my team nobody's here buying it and if i still need an office of some sort the smaller spaces are bec- becoming more needed it hasn't exactly happened yet i'm not a realtor so i don't really know but watching our own marketplace that hasn't happened yet but i think it's going to take a year or two years of these corporations sitting on buildings that are 20 percent occupied saying like we need to do something about this this is just draining cash and so the question is can they sell it and if they can do they turn and invest that into whatever that would be for the virtual employees or do they just say great more bottom line for
0: me right that's the part is like does it contribute to the company or does it contribute to maybe staff wages increase does it mean that now instead of you know Uh, just standard 401k, maybe you do like a match or whatever it is, any of those things. But that's the part that I think people need to kind of address with their employer at a certain point is like, if they sold their building, they no longer, like if they don't do Christmas parties, they don't do bonuses, they don't do any of this, it's like at certain point, you're gonna hit that where you're like, okay, they are like, they cut out like 20, 30% of their, you know, their costs this year. And we're still doing the same work, and we're still doing the same pay. That just means that thirty percent essentially went to the employer, and nothing changed. But did it? But did, yeah, yeah. That's it way that's too the much question. going on. There's way background. too much in the background that people yeah. think that they're like, oh, this is money in their pocket, and you're like, eh, how about changing over for remote work and putting things in place for that? Yeah, I don't know, maybe buying Spence everybody all MacBooks, new laptops, and all new phones and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. That's the part that people don't ever think about. They're like, me, my stuff. So it's a good conversation to have and I think more people need to have it, especially with remote work. But yeah, pros and cons all day. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out over the next couple of years.